Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and today is our bonus round conversation with Jorge Casada, who is the Vice President of People and Culture at Granite Construction. And if you haven't yet listened to my first conversation with Jorge all about talent development and DEI, you want to go back and check that out because it is a great conversation, wide ranging. If you did listen to it, I hope you got value and I'd love to hear what you think. And in this conversation, I'll ask Jorge some of our standard questions about his biggest accomplishment and mistake or failure in his career. We talk about some of the trends and challenges that he's noticing. He gave a great book, actually a few book recommendations here, an app that I absolutely love and some great guidance and advice at the end there that I think you will find valuable. So without further ado, here is my bonus Q&A with Jorge Casada. All right, I'm back with Jorge Casada for our bonus round Q&A. Jorge, I want to start out by asking you, across your career, you've worked a few different places over the years, done a lot of different things. What's been your biggest accomplishment or proudest moment so far? You know, I think I can answer that to say that it's the people that I've had a chance to develop, mentor, sponsor, and see them in leadership positions. You know, it, it's really flattering when I see their names pop up on LinkedIn and the new promotion because someone, you know, gave me the opportunity to lead them and also mentor them. And and then they reach out and they say, thank you. Right. Those mm-hmm. are the those are those moments when it comes to uh, on a corporate perspective, by by all means, it's the development of the people. Yeah. And as you said in our last conversation, leadership is about serving others and it truly feels so great when you know that you've helped other people succeed in their careers and they remember you for a long time. That's something I try yes. to get across to leaders too. It's that legacy that you're building. Correct. Correct. Jorge, on the other side of that, what's been mm-hmm. one of your biggest failures or mistakes and what did you learn from it? Man, you, 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 man, you got me on that one, but I will tell you that as I'm processing it is not being to amplify my voice sooner in my career. 
Mm. I really believe, and I don't know if it was cultural. I don't know if it was just the people that were around me leading me, but it was not bringing my voice to the room. And I think now as I coach or I mentor others, I'm just, I want them to amplify their voice for their ideas. We need their innovation. They could solve the problems that we're trying to, to solve at a company. So bring your voice. I, I think that's mm. the one that sticks out for me. You got me on that one. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, you, I'm, on, I'm on my heels. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but right, not amplifying your voice. And that goes back to our earlier conversation in the, in the last episode about DEI and inclusion. And what is that all about? It's it's making people feel included, like they belong, and they can share their voice. They can speak up and share their ideas because they may have some great ideas, which will lead to more innovation and, and success. Well, and, and now that you say it that way, so very intuitive picking up on that, because I also mentioned that the goal that we try to do here at Granite is to help leaders notice, understand, and act. And by amplifying my voice, I could be noticed. I could, I could present myself. I can help people understand how I want to, like how I'm feeling and who I am. And then I can help them, like a leader, understand how to act on my behalf, how to, how to sponsor me. And so thank you for that. That's a great gift you just gave me. You're That's welcome. Awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Jorge, as you work in this world of talent development, as well as DEI, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges in talent development today? So I think we talk about how many generations there are in the workplace, mm. but I don't know if we really truly understand the frames that are required and modalities that are required for each of those generations. I think we're still in the mode of one size fits all, even though, for instance, we'll say, oh, micro learnings is the hip, right? Oh, we'll say virtual training is this. We'll say, oh, live in-person training is on that. Well, by those, just those three examples alone, generations will digest, receive, and comprehend the information you just shared, right? And then there's some folks from an attention span perspective that cannot sit in a three-hour lecture, right? Right. At the same time, someone doesn't feel comfortable learning from a, a five minute micro learning or yeah. a 15 minute micro learning. Right. So it's really understanding your audience. So it's what frames do we create for the generational needs and the modalities that are needed in order right. to train people? Yeah. And personalizing learning really, right? because people learn in all different ways, right? I'm reading this book about Gen Z right now and, and how most people, everybody's different. Most people in Gen Z are on YouTube every day. They go there to learn everything, right? It's basically micro learning, you know, at its finest. Whereas I, I never go on YouTube. I don't ever think about it. I almost would rather go sit in a classroom if it's a really great program, right? And so, yes. but that's that's the way, or I like to read books and listen to podcasts, right? It's just the way I like to learn. Other people learn differently. Well, I think the iPhone was an amazing example of that. So you mm. buy an iPhone, look at the instructions you get, but then look at YouTube, and then they tell you everything you could do with your iPhone, right? right? That's yeah. to your point. Yep. Yeah, you got to go on there to figure it out. We, we talked a little bit about personalized learning and generations. Is there another big trend in talent development that you're following or you're excited about? You know, I, th I think the one that just keeps hitting me is this whole generational shifting that we have to do hmm. around the modalities, right? I, I want to be now, I want to go into the modalities. I think we have so many approaches and I don't think because through COVID, everything now has to get trained through Zoom, right? right? I, I think there's going to be a need to bring people in 
There's exercises that experience, you know, you have to experience them, especially around diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's really hard to teach, to get someone's emotions and start talking about stuff yeah. if you have two-dimensional things in front mm -hmm. of you. And so I would tell you that it's that, that shifting that's taking place that I think we have to be cognizant of because I'll, we'll go into rooms and, and people have said this, right? They say, well, we got to get back to normal. <laughs> David Rock at Neuro Leadership Institute said something that's really stuck in my head. And he said, no, we want to create a better normal. Yeah, new normal. And so, yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden, how do we do that when it comes to training and development? And I think it's literally identifying how people need to learn to make not only themselves better, but the company that they work for better. Mm. Because to assume you, everyone has to be in person may not be the answer for your company. Right. Yep. Certainly right. a lot of things are coming back to that, but many companies and programs and everything are, are staying highly virtual and there's going to be a lot of different ways to do things out there. Jorge, yep. has there been a book or a TED talk that has made an impact on you or that you often recommend? You know, the one that I think everyone knows, right, is the Why TED Talk from Simon Sinek. Right. That one to me really set me on a learning path about knowing the why, the what, and the how and what I was trying to do. And, and, and I use it as a framework to think about it. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of Scott E. Page. He's a, a professor, mathematician out of Mi University of Michigan. Okay. And he wrote, and he's written a couple of books around diversity. And the reason why that that's a book that I like to give to people is because a lot of the books that are around diversity, equity, and inclusion get into the business case. Do, you know, Dr. Page gets into the math behind it. And if, if you want to have tangible data that tells you why diversity, equity, and inclusion is so important, you got to read Scott Page. And, and so, so that's that one. And then the final one I'll tell you is a gentleman by the name of Bob Johansson. He's a futurist. And he wrote a book called The New Leadership Literacies. And just to give you a high level, he walks you through a framework of having foresight, like thinking 20 years out, working your way back. What are the insights that you would you would have to that come up as you're thinking backwards? Yeah. Right. What would need to change in order to make that happen? And then those insights give you the ability to create actions to get you there. Hmm. But he goes deep into literacies that are critical for leaders to understand in, in the world that we live in today. Right. He has another book that talks about makes you think about what would happen and think about this in the implications of DEI. What would happen if there was no boxes? Hmm. What would happen if there was no boxes around race because, you know, it was gone, right. right? What would we do? What would the cottage industry of diversity, equity, inclusion <laughs> look like if there yeah. was no such thing as boxes? Yeah. And maybe a hundred years from now, there won't be, right? Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. We'll change right? so much. We have no idea. Ray, is there a tool or an app that you love or helps you really do your, your work better or helps you become more productive? Calm. You know, I have had now... this weird feeling you were going to go there. I was thinking calm really? myself. Yeah, <laughs> were you? Yeah. You know, I, I think what I've, I've learned to do in the last two years, and, and I think you and I may have talked about that. I started re reading Ryan Holiday, right? Oh, yeah. I was and reading Ryan it, Holiday this morning. Yeah. And, 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 and I started reading it because I saw a quote from Seneca and I thought, wow, let me, oh, it comes from Daily Stoic. Oh, mm -hmm. who wrote? Oh, Ryan Holiday. So then I started picking up on that stuff. And one of the yeah. things, Meditations, right, um, mm -hmm. is a book. And, and then it just connected the dots to me like, well, you know, what, what does my meditation practice look like? Mm -hmm. And so that, that app gives me the ability just to like be in the moment. 
that I need, right? Because in the work that I do, especially if I talk about having foresight, I think about what could happen 5, 10, 20 years from now when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. But I really realize that I really don't have that type of power or control to create the future. What I can create is what's happening now. And Calm, that app allows me to do that. I love it. I, I love the Calm app. I've been using it pretty much daily for a few years now. And there's so many great meditations in there. Obviously, there's lots of other great apps out there. Do you have a streak going on there at Calm? You know, you know what? I, I'm I'm not going to say that because then I'm the 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 competitor is going to come out at me, and I'm I'm going to try to do it. I I just you just I'm go when you want to go. Yeah, well, I go when I want to go though. But I've learned how to also pause. Yeah, and also sit down and just just pause and reflect. When I when I journal, mm. I'm also pausing and reflecting and, yeah. and you know and 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 living in my practice. Yeah, that that I guess that's the the other way why the streak thing to me is because then I'm so focused on the streak that I'm not focused on the ultimate thing that I'm trying to do. Right. Hey, everybody, you know, you do it. Uh, what do they say? You do you. I love my streak on call. Congratulations. But I, but, I, but I like the you know, it's the gamification. Right. And it's yes, something that has me it. has me coming back every single day. I mean, certainly I've been meditating almost every day, you know, since 2016, I see the value of meditation. I don't think I'm ever going to stop, but if it wasn't for the streak, I'd probably miss it. You know, I'd miss a few days here and there. I may even, you know, fall off for months at a time. And so it's just something that keeps me coming back similar to before we started recording, I told you that I was starting to relearn Spanish again, using the Duolingo app Uh with my wife and my daughter. And that has a streak as well. So every day, even if there's like a lot of things going on, we'll get to the end of the day and it's like bedtime. It's like, oh, we didn't do our Spanish and we'll do, you know, five, 10 minutes. And it's not a ton, but just to keep the streak going. So I'm like, I'm learning a couple, you know, Spanish words every day. It just kind of keeps reinforcing it. So the gamification I really love, but I can see how obviously it can go far. You can get so focused on that, that you're not actually, you know, learning, being mindful, calming, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. It's not, that's not the goal. It's just to encourage you to do more. Well, I'll tell you why that resonates for me. It's like, there was one day where I really closed my eyes and I was going to do a 10 minute meditation Mm -hmm. and I opened up one eye. And it was still nine nine minutes and thirty seconds to go, yeah. right? And so I, I knew I wasn't I Jorge Quesada wasn't doing it for the right reasons. I right. was just trying to get through the ten minutes, right? Yeah. And then right. I then I'd open up my eyes and fifteen seconds had gone by, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I'm being silly, but but that's yeah. when I realized that I I needed to be purposeful because I realized how important it is to calm myself yeah. and and how important it is to my body, my mind, and the way I think. My reactions aren't so. I don't want to call it disruptive, but, but like, sometimes I'm really reactive, really quick to things. Mm. My, my job requires me to pause and think, okay, yeah, why that's, and that's why I do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that, that meditation practice and becoming more mindful, especially through all the lessons through calm, I think has allowed me to really step back from a lot of situations to remove judgment and reaction and assumptions, not all the time, but more often mm-hmm. And yes. one of the biggest things I think has been to step back and really take a look at all the rules that people live by in society and why people mm-hmm. react certain ways. And just to say sometimes like, I'm not going to react to this. I'm not going to judge this person for this. I'm just going to move on. I don't have to, you know, it's like that, that quote, I love, you don't have to attend every argument you're invited to, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like that, but with all kinds of different things in society, it just raises your awareness to what yes. you need to be part of. 
Yeah, I, I think the you know the thing for me that I've learned in the last two years has literally been acknowledging what I can control and not control. Mm. And when 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 that happened, I realized, wow, there's a lot of things I thought I controlled, but I have no control over. <laughs> yes. And the and the way I that that epiphany took place was just being in a space where I was thinking of today and that moment, and then my breathing. And then my breath, wow, you're like, this is good, right? And just the intentionality, the way I walked you through it, that's how it happens, right? You can you can reduce all the noise to just understanding the yeah, present. Absolutely. I love that. I also love that you mentioned Ryan Holiday. I read the Daily Stoic almost every single day as well. And uh, I just love Stoic philosophy. It's just, I think it's a great guide to life mm-hmm. along with the mindfulness work and the, you know, they go hand in hand and can help us become better people, which I don't know, at the end of the day, w- what else is the goal? Ultimately, right. If you, when you do read the Stoics, that is the goal yep. to be a better person, to be a good person, to be a better person. Yep. 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 Exactly. Well, I think I'm a better person from talking with you over the last oh, hour. Stop, Jorge. I stop. don't know about other people who have been listening, but I hope they feel like they are better people from hearing your perspectives on DEI and your career and talent development and everything else. So thank you again for spending time with me. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to talking with you more soon. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That will do it for my bonus Q&A conversation with Jorge Casada. I hope you had a great time listening to that. I hope you got value. And if you haven't been meditating, then maybe now is the time to start, right? It's never too late. They say the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, and the second best time is today. So hopefully we gave you some inspiration to start your meditation practice if you don't have one already, and maybe uh, get into a little stoicism as well as some of the other things that we talked about to help you become a better person, which is, at the end of the day, I think one of the biggest goals in life. Another thing that can help you become a better person is connecting with other great people, surrounding yourself with great people. You will have an opportunity to do that when you attend the Talent Development Think Tank Conference, which is coming up on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. And if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you want to grab those before the prices go up, as they will be doing soon. Our website for that is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us conference. And it is going to be the best event out there in talent development. We also have a membership community, as you probably know, where we have lots of great guest speakers coming in. And Jorge will be speaking in our community, and hopefully he'll be at our conference as well. And the website for that community is tdtt.us. All right. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.